Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. The Kings coming off an ugly loss in Portland. How are they going to respond? Well, they responded by getting down 23 points in Atlanta to the Hawks. The defense was really bad. Missed shots galore. And you're wondering, wait, is this kind of who the Kings are? Yeah. Well, the Kings responded hey. in a big way in the second half. After giving up 71 points in the first half, they allow only 39 points. De'Aaron Fox had a career-high eight three-pointers. The bench stepped up big, and the Kings were able to steal a win in Atlanta, 117-100. to I'm Deuce Mason alongside Morgan Reagan, each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out northwestexteriors.com. Morgan Reagan, how you doing? Great. Fantastic. Wonderful. Wow, all of those. No, not really. I just saw, because I was looking all through the post game yeah. on who has an update on Kevin Herter, and I just saw one from two hours ago, and I'm like, so there was an update, and I just am mad at myself that I didn't have that on the post game at all. Like, I was just like, we'll tell you more when we figure it out. It's like that I'm seeing things that I was just missing. So I'm just. What's the update? It's a left hand. And I didn't know. I didn't I mean, even know what it was. I did, I thought he came back from the bench. I didn't know he was ruled out. And now seeing that now, I'm like, oh, okay. But it makes, obviously, it's not the only reason why he played a certain amount of minutes. There's other things going on. But there were so many good things that was happening with this team as a team um, when they were rallying back in this one that made my heart so full. Wow, made your heart full. It did. It did. Well, I think it made my heart full too because it was uh, when we were talking to Trey Lyles after the game, Matt Barnes and I, uh, Trey was like, you know, saying something like, hey, or Matt was saying, I th- just be honest, I think you should have been in there the last five minutes, blah, blah, blah. And Trey's like, yeah, but the thing is, Keegan, the flow, the game, the energy, everything was going fine. So, like, they were talking about putting me back in. I'm like, no, let it fly. Let it go. And I just love how this team responds with one another as teammates. I just think they do such a great job of just bouncing off each other, the mentality. Well, the Kings were able to get a win after a slow start. They are now 18-12. and 12. We are 30 games into the NBA season. There are definitely some questions after a game like tonight. One, as Morgan mentioned with Kevin Herter, how he played the first half, and then, of course, leaving the game with injury. And, of course, Harrison Barnes. But we got to start with the good. And the good was that the Kings responded big time in the second half. The De'Aaron Fox thing is just insane at this point. I mean, he has a career high in threes. He finishes with 31 points on 8 of 16 from three. I never thought I'd live a day where I'd see De'Aaron Fox take 16 threes in a game and then knock down eight of them. This has been a theme this year. 
16 of his 20 shots from beyond the arc tonight. What do you make of what De'Aaron Fox is able to do, specifically in the second half when he finished with 26 points and hit 7 of 12 from 3 in the second half? For the few minutes that we talked on my way back here, it was, I was telling you, like, this is going to become a theme that is just part of his game. And there's going to be nights where he's missing those shots and we're not just saying, oh, he was settling. He must have been tired and that's why he didn't drive it in. It's like there's going to be nights that he's missing shots, but he's taking a lot because he's a shooter. Um, When you're shooting like that, you got to keep shooting the basketball. But there was a moment in this game that I was like, could you stop? You're settling. What are you doing? But I think he's trying to just prove not only to himself, but to everyone else. Like, no, I'm more than this is just jacking up some three-point shots. I can shoot this shit. He had some amazing moments tonight. Malik Monk bounced back after some games where he's been struggling, and Trey Lyles had a breakout game. So a lot to uncover there. Let's rewind, though. Mm. This first quarter was oh, really bad for the oh. Sacramento Kings. The first half, what's going through your mind, Morgan, with the start that the Sacramento Kings had? They were down 31-8 to eight at the 344 mark. The Hawks went on an 18-2 to two run at that point. It was 31-8? to eight? It was 31-8. Oh, my God. Like, well, I just, yeah, I was thinking bad things. It was so disappointing. I, I, and... It's one thing to miss shots, but to me, the defensive focus was awful. I mean, I, I thought Herter had some really muff, rough moments trying to defend Murray. DeJounte Murray was just destroying the Kings early on, and it felt like the Kings could not contain the ball at all. Atlanta was able to get into the paint. They were rotating the ball like crazy, getting good looks. Capella got it going. The Kings had zero answer for the Hawks early in this game. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking away going, what? This is off the heels of what happened mm-hmm. in Portland? Mm-hmm. And it's like you look at their offensive rebounds for the Hawks, 18 offensive oh. rebounds that led to 26 points. Now, that continued to happen even in the second half. But, but even when it was happening, obviously, in the first half and in that first quarter, it was it felt like... The Hawks just wanted it more. And the way that they were breaking down the Kings defense, it was one of those moments where, again, it didn't look super dominant. It it looked like something that was stoppable. Like their offense that, by the way, top five offense in the league. And it's still, at times to me, I was like, there's just you're just not seeing the Kings look right right now. And how they were looking, I was starting to believe, okay, this is who they are this season. Like I was I was feeling worried about their identity really showing themselves in especially in some of these losses and then in the beginning of this game, but again, resiliency, being able to rally back with one another, um and locking in just so differently especially in that third quarter is is what gave me hope that they are something different. Yeah, some of the defensive breakdowns early. The first bucket of the game that the Hawks had, I was like, what's happening? It was an inbound pass, and Herter and Barnes miscommunicated on a switch, and it led to like the easiest layup for the Hawks. And you're like, okay, yeah. this can't happen. And to Mike Brown's credit, he didn't play those guys long. He took Barnes and Herter out at the 655 mark of the first quarter, did not put them in for the rest of the half. And he went with the bench unit. I thought... Tonight, of course, we're going to spend some time talking about Fox. Sabonis had some really nice moments, too. But tonight, I think the story is the bench. I mean, it's flat out what they provided. Because we mentioned the Kings being down 31-8. to 8, 
But the end of the first, the Kings were only down 13. And you think, oh, 36-23, look at that score if you aren't watching the game going, you're down 13 in Atlanta? But the way things were going, you're like, that feels like a kind of small victory. It was 31-8 to eight at 344, and it ends up being 36-23 at the end of one. So oh, yeah. it was kind of in reach again. I love what the bench brought. And I thought it started with Malik Monk coming in, bringing some energy. One of my favorite plays of the game could be the moment of the game. Alex Len, who had a great contest at the rim, and then Fox pushed in through mm. an unbelievable alley-oop in transition to Malik Monk. It was beautiful. I mean, that it was one of those moments like, okay, things could change, and obviously things kept going up and down after that still, but it felt like they were getting it together, especially the bench, like you said. So glad to see Alex Len back out there. But you said the story is the bench. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the rotations, though. It was who was coming in off the bench? Everyone from Chris Duarte, Malik Monk, Alex Len. Davion and then, Mitchell. Then you go down the line and you see Davion Mitchell yeah. get his minutes and make an impact. It, I, I loved what everyone from the bench was contributing. But what was so great is that I felt like that ended up giving an extra spark and energy to like De'Aaron even at the end. Because how many times in these other losses were we talking about, hey, De'Aaron at 43, Sabonis at 34, what was the rest of the team doing? And I think there was something about that was like relief for him. So he's like, great, I can shoot it here. I can do this. But yeah, absolutely the bench, what they added early in this game in that first half. Yeah, they were able to chip away a little bit. And of course, it got uglier before it got better. But taking a step back, Alex Len, the Kings have missed him a lot. Mm -hmm. And having him out there, he... Only played, what, 13 minutes. But we've talked about forever. Can the Kings just find some stability behind Sabonis? A guy that's not going to do too much. It's going to come in. He's going to go vertical at the rim, block some shots, rebound, and just not not try to do everything out there. And JaVel McGee, who has the abilities to, to block a shot, contest at the rim, he also has the abilities to make ability to make a ton of mistakes, which we've seen. We've seen him try to take a ball and transition doing a Euro step when he's got De'Aaron Fox right next to him. We see the goaltends. We see some of the miscues out there. And Mike Brown elected to go with Alex Len and said, JaVale McGee. And Alex Len was fantastic. Jalen Johnson, who is a talented young player oh for the Atlanta Hawks, driving from the corner, Alex Len just got big, went straight up, Contested the shot, yep. prevented an easy jam. And I think if anyone else is in there, it's probably a dunk. And he did it multiple times with contests at the rim and what a difference it made. I just felt like he came in, played control, didn't make mistakes, and had a major impact on the game. I want to look at his numbers at the end of the night. Alex Len, two points, four assists, three rebounds in 13 minutes. Yeah. It's, four it's, dimes. And it's it, that's the thing. It might not even seem like much, but it's like we're saying. The... What he contributed coming off the bench and being there and his presence being felt yep. on the defensive end, but I think even on the offensive end, there wasn't there a two-man game at one moment for his two points? I think that's what I, it could have been with Monk, whoever it was with. Um, you know, it was just nice having 
feeling like there was another threat in there being like, Hey, I know he's not a JaVale McGee has that bounce lob threat, but he still is capable of making a shot at the rim. Yeah. I thought he was exactly what Sacramento has needed coming off the bench to back up Sabonis. And if he can keep playing like that, it's going to be a nice asset for Sacramento to have, you know, he's a vet. He understands his role. He's not going to do too much. And having a guy that can contest at the rim mm-hmm. is a big deal. So I love what he brought tonight. And then the next guy, I, I know you're going to laugh at me, Morgan, but you were driving back to Sacramento. What? So I went on League Pass and watched the all possessions of this game. Okay. So I rewatched the game. Weird. Crystal Duarte jumped out to me immediately. Really? Crystal Duarte was outstanding in this game. He had a couple of miscues, too. He had a bad turnover in the fourth, whatever. He also had a big three. There you go. He had one drive where, you know, he got blocked. And, yeah, there was definitely some moments like, ah. I'm talking about what he did oh, defensively yeah. tonight. This guy was all over Trey Young. Mm-hmm. He frustrated Trey Young. He did. He was out there playing his ass off. He wasn't you know, getting caught fouling. I thought for a guy that's been out of the rotation to come in and provide that type of lift was huge for Sacramento tonight. What jumped out to you about Chris Duarte? It was the big three that really stood out to me with Chris Duarte. It was just like, you you know, you can talk about what he did within his, what, 20, 24 yeah. minutes. I, I mean, mean, he closed the game. He played the fourth quarter for Sacramento. The game. He closed the game, and it was that big three that he hit in that corner. When it was just timely. It was needed. He was one for three from three-point land. So even with the few others that he was missing, I'm like – Damn it. You're in there, you know, you're in there to provide a little bit of offense and obviously all the defense that you are showing up and in, in, in bringing. Um, but I felt like his tone and his intensity that he brought in right away really set up how the Kings wanted to pressure the perimeter. And I don't know if everyone started following a lot more after that. I think with him, with Davion, yes. and then it allowed De'Aaron to go to work on DeJounte Murray. You know, like, I just felt like everyone started really doing their job late in this game. Um, Chris Duarte did a great job of really setting that tone when he came in, too. I, th- I thought especially late, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when no. you had Fox out there, Monk out there, Duarte, Keegan, and Sabonis, they played the final almost seven minutes of this game in the fourth quarter. Um and it was 105-98 when that unit was first playing together. Mm-hmm. So, obviously a great close because the Kings won 117-110. to 110. But I, from a defensive standpoint, it was cool because you could have Fox on DeJounte Murray. You had Keegan, if Jalen Johnson was out there, on him. And then you put Duarte on Trey Young. And it, it gave you a little more flexibility. You know, Keegan made a couple of defensive mistakes kind of coming out aggressively when they were trying to trap... Trey Young and get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And, you know, King got some tough fouls. But I thought overall, there were some really good defensive moments in the second half by that group. Yeah. And you you think about that one uh, challenge late with Mike Brown. The where, Kings won a challenge tonight. The Kings won a challenge. And that was the one that Chris Duarte, they had him going into the back of Trey Young. And Mike Brown challenged it that it wasn't a foul. Yeah, because Trey Young was kind of pushing off. Correct. Oh, yeah, he, he does, does it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it was nice not only that they won a challenge and that Mike Brown didn't use that challenge early on with Keegan. Remember early on when there was that, I forget who it was that was going up to the basket. Might have been Jalen Johnson. I think it was. It was Jalen Johnson. And Jalen Johnson fell to the floor. He was not, it was like his momentum took him there. It was nothing to do with anyone else. 
I, I felt like, and I didn't see like 800 replays of it, but I felt like Keegan touched him like enough this. that the, the officials would not have overturned it. Yes. So I'm you glad know what they I mean? didn't it. It was like, it was like yeah. this and it was a touch. It didn't alter his body or anything like that. Um, well, that was a big challenge too. It was at the 205 mark when Mike Brown elected to challenge that. And I want to look back at the play-by-play at that moment. So 205, it's 114-110, okay? And the foul would have been obviously on Duarte. It's overturned, and then all of a sudden, it's King's ball after that. Mm, so that was mm, good. And mm, 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 you're able to chew up some clock. The Kings didn't score on that next possession. But, you know, by the time the Hawks got the ball back, there's a minute 15 left on the clock. Jeez. So, like, that was a critical challenge for Mike Brown's staff. And, hey, they won that challenge, so that was big. Uh, you, We talked about Duarte. We talked about uh, Alex Len. Davion Mitchell, this guy has been in the doghouse for a minute. And you don't want to leave the dog in the doghouse too long. Why? Well, because I want him out there. I just, like <laughs> I was just wondering I what anything. you were going to say. Um, <laughs> it was inter- I was listening to Mike Brown's post game tonight. Yeah. And he goes, I don't have my minute sheet on me, but Davion wasn't scheduled to play tonight. It, he, Keon Ellis was supposed to play, and. Mike Brown's like, I didn't even tell my coaches. I just felt like in that moment, we needed Davion's lift. We needed Davion to go out there. And you know what? That was the right call. Davion goes out there, and he's instantly, instantly out there playing good defense, whether it's on DeJounte Murray or trying to make life more difficult on Trey Young. He took a charge. He was just a pest out there. And that goes a huge credit. That's why we're bringing up the bench so much. We're talking about Alex Land, who just got back from injury after being out for a couple of months, Mm -hmm. it seems, right? Then you got Chris Duarte, who has really been out of the rotation. Yeah. Davion, who's been completely out of the rotation. And those are three guys that were impactful in helping you get back in this game and winning tonight. I loved that Davion had that moment. Mm -hmm. And when I say that moment, it was, what, 13 minutes uh, being out there and really showing why people talk about him as a defender the way that they do talk about him. And I know that him not being able to provide offense for so much of his game is what is taking him off the court. I get that. But there's just this elite skill set that he has that is so valuable. And I'm just so glad that it was used out there on a night like this where it's like, it, it isn't like, hey, we're desperate, garbage time, go Davion, let's see if you can get us back into it. He went to him quick enough early on in the game and was like, this is the type of mentality we need. This is the type of energy we need. And like you said, Davion was a pest and really uh, on guys along the perimeter, but I thought he did a fantastic job of taking away the vision of Trey Young. So he wasn't it, it wasn't easy for him to just initiate the offense and go on with the game. Yeah, Davion checked in for the first time at the 9.02 mark of the second quarter and, of course, got some minutes in the third quarter and in the, the early fourth quarter as well when they had a Fox, Mitchell, Duarte, Lyles, Len lineup uh, tonight in this one. Um, so the bench deserves a lot of love. We didn't even talk about Trey Lyles yet either. Mm-mm. Trey Lyles hit some big shots, and it was good to see him finally knock down some shots. The Kings bench was awful last game. Really outside of Fox and Sabonis scoring 77 points. It's like, who else is going to show up? Well, the bench showed up tonight, and Trey, I thought, had some really critical three balls when the Kings were trying to make a push and get back in the game. He finished with 19 points, six rebounds. Yep. 
he was four of nine from downtown. Some big rebounds. Those six rebounds. And the Kings it, could not rebound tonight. So yeah, no, and the, and that's exactly it. And those were those were huge. Again, we already talked about the eighteen offensive boards that Atlanta had that led to twenty six second chance opportunities. Twenty six sec. Second chance points. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Morgan, for correcting yourself. Yeah. Uh, but Trey Lyles being able to just like get in there, get those boards that he needed, but then on the offensive end was knocking down some big threes, especially in the flow of the game when everyone was feeling good. Uh, I I already know how much I love Trey Lyles and what he can contribute, but I just love it when it's games like this and you're like, oh yeah, you need someone to fight back for you. And he was one of those guys. So there was a lot of good, and if you don't watch the game, you may not realize that the Kings at the half were terrible at the end of the the quarter. I mean, this was kind of a close game, and then the Hawks go on a 9-0 run in like the final minute, and it was so many self-inflicted wounds by the Kings. Terrible turnovers, just really bad turnovers, and then the transition defense was terrible by Sacramento in those moments. They got killed even at the end of the half when Trey Young gets an and-one layup, it puts the Hawks up 71-53. They close on a 9-0 run. At halftime, the Hawks were shooting 49%. They were 10 of 20 from three, 13 of 17 from the free throw line, and had four turnovers. Meanwhile, Sacramento, 7 of 25 from three at the half when they were down 71-53. What's going through your mind after how they close the second quarter? They get back in the game. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is competitive. What's going through your mind with how they close? This is who they are. That that is that is how I felt in that moment. I, I might have even text you that. Like they're telling us who they are, and that worries the hell out of me because they were coming off of a bad loss against Portland and a bad loss to the T Wolves. Yeah, and that that loss, if anything, here's why it was a bad loss because you come out of the gates swinging your game looks good everything's clicking and you just lose the shit out of the lead and then you never it just and then you try to come back it was too late it was just exactly in the hole that they keep putting themselves in so then they're in this hole they get out of it and then they go back into it at the half i'm like what what do you i mean what do you expect us to think about you as a team at that moment and i get it it's a game of runs i kept mentioning that the nba this game it is a game of runs. But the Kings, when you put yourself down by that many points in so many games this season, it was starting to feel like this is the most consistent th- thing that you have going for you right now. Yeah, we've seen too many times where they've been down big in a game. And I think this is like the 10th time maybe this season that they've been down 20 or more in a game. Th- that thing's got to end, right? And... You know, there's there's a smart guy who said this. He says this a lot in a podcast. He goes, you know, you don't accept in victory what you wouldn't accept in defeat. Beating a dead horse. What do you mean? That's just, a great quote. I'm just throwing it back at okay. you. I'm sorry. Just to be clear for the audio people, Morgan was pushing uh, a campaign where she said she was thinking about cons- uh, selling pictures of her feet, feet online to pay for Carlin's surgery he just had. Save a paw, enjoy a foot. The Faw Campaign by Morgan Reagan. She had to get that in one more time, just for the audio people, too. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, um, yeah, so there, there's definitely a lot of bad that we're going to talk about in this game. And I think there's some questions raised after tonight. And now that we're 30 games in, we're like, okay, are there some necessary changes that need to be made with the current 
rotation and all that stuff. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, I, I thought the half I'm going, this game is winnable and the Kings are showing it's winnable. You know, going into this game tonight, I knew what the Hawks were capable of from an offensive standpoint, what Trey Young can do. Morgan mentioned it, top five in scoring, in offensive rating, top five in pace. You know Trey Young can get, you know, 30 every single yes. night, right? And they've got three-point shooting. Bogdanovich has been great. Murray can get it going. But they're terrible defensively. And I felt like... Terrible. Especially, especially early in the first half, that the Kings were settling a lot for three. And that's one thing that I think we got to talk about. Like, I, I think we all want the Kings to shoot threes, mm-hmm. right? And the Kings, the, the coaching staff, they wa- they like the number of threes they take. I, I think my pushback is, do they really like the quality of threes they're getting? There are too many times where it's just getting threes without attacking the paint. And I swear to you, I wish I had the stats in front of me. I, I don't even know how to look this up. Maybe someone does. What's their percentage on three-point attempts when... The they ball. attack the paint. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And make like two passes. Because because it's... otherwise the three, the three, the ball's swinging around, but it's only swinging around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And not to say that you can never find a good shot out of that, because I do believe you can. But when you rely on just keeping it outside yeah. of the perimeter, you're shifting the defense from left to right, but never in. Never never making anyone work hard enough. And Deuce, you're exactly right. When the Kings started going to that pick and roll with Domas Sabonis, it became dominant. When they started going more and more with the two-man game, it didn't matter if it was a DHO or if it was just... Um, you know, whoever it was slipping, it, it, slashing through the paint, there was just so many more options, so many better things. Oh, when people would go in that dunker spot because the Atlanta Hawks and the perimeter defense, the guards would really lose their guys. It was like, yes, make the game simple for yourself and start looking at it differently. And I felt like they started doing that in the fourth quarter, and that's when things were looking good offensively. I felt like that's what really changed where Fox started to attack a little more. I was getting really frustrated throughout this game, and I told Morgan, I'm like, Fox has got to put some pressure on the paint. They don't have guards that can defend him. Not many guys can defend De'Aaron, no. De'Aaron Fox right now, okay? No. He's a tough cover in the league. Trey Young can't guard him. Yeah. You know, DeJounte Murray's long and can make life challenging, but Fox can battle him. They try to put Patty Mills on De'Aaron Fox at times tonight. I'm going, Patty Mills? Patty Mills couldn't guard Morgan today. Be, that's be nice. The guy's older. It's not even a disrespect thing, but like Patty Mills is not defending De'Aaron Fox. And I thought, oh, this is when the game started to shift. What happened? Morgan mentioned the pick and roll with Monk and uh, Sabonis. Mm -hmm. Monk was pushing and attacking the paint. Fox was attacking the paint. Mm. And they were creating out of that. Now, De'Aaron did hit some amazing threes that he created on his own. But I felt like when the game started to open up again, when Sacramento went on a run, it was because of the pace it was because they attacked the paint. When De'Aaron, it's like you said, De'Aaron showed that, oh, you can't guard me here and you can't guard me here. And doing that alone made the entire yeah. defense have to think, a, a bad defense already have to think twice. And that's when they started losing their guys. And if someone was backdooring or slashing through the paint or whatever it was, it was the movement that just makes them that much better. And I think there's so many times we see this Kings offense and they they run multiple actions off of whatever set that they are starting with. And when they run through multiple actions, there's always usually something good that comes out of it. 
I don't know why they haven't done it consistently this year. I think there are too many times they're overthinking. And yeah. last year they were so good with quick decisions and moving the ball. Sometimes there's a hesitation out there. There's overthinking. I don't know what is happening, but it, it, they, they just got to go out there and play. I, I want one great example. You mentioned the, the Duarte corner three that he had mm. that was big for Sacramento yes. to extend the lead in the fourth quarter. Why was that created? Malik Monk didn't actually get a paint touch there, but it was the threat of a paint touch mm -hmm. that got it. He kind of pushed a little bit, right? And it got Trey Young, who was supposed to be guarding Duarte, to hesitate a little bit. But he brought him back in because he's worried about Sabonis rolling to the basket. Monk made the right decision, fired it to the corner. Duarte hits an open three. It was a late contest by Trey Young, but it was all started by the threat of attacking the paint. You've got a lot of guys, you got two guys rather in Sacramento with Fox and Monk that could put so much pressure on a defense by getting in there or at least having the threat of getting the paint touch and then a big and some bonus. You have to do that on a consistent basis. A so. threat and a quick decision. Yes. A quick decision. I mean, the, the quicker the decision, and Malik Monk, that's what makes him such a fantastic playmaker is that he will make a quick decision. And it's, it's each year it's just grown. And I think there was times where like, is it going to be chaotic? And then you saw last year there was discipline. There was accountability involved. And then this year it has just developed into something even more special. Wow. There's a lot of people hanging out with us here on a Friday night. We appreciate everyone being with us. Make sure if you have not yet hit the thumbs up, make sure you're subscribed and shout out to the people who are donating, including open mic who donated 10 bucks, super chat saying doggy fun, get well soon. Okay. You guys don't have to do that. Sato says, Sato uh, donated 10 bucks saying, uh, keep your shoes and socks on, Morgan. And then Leezy is a member for 19 consecutive months. Mm. Appreciate everyone's support in the live chat, chatting away. You guys are the best. Only $10. I could probably get 100 for the foot. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I want to get to guys. a couple of people in the chat. A Kings fan sneak bringing up, he remembers a Duarte play. I remember that play. That was really nice. Josh says, attack Trey Young every chance you have. He's literally the worst defender last year, and he's not much better this year. Yeah, and I felt like they did a much better job of that. They were trying to attack him more. And in addition to that, I thought Duarte was like, I'm going to bump you. You know, Davion the same way. I'm going to bump you. I'm going to front you. You're not going to get anything easy. And then Trey... I thought late in the game was trying to play a little too much hero ball. He had Keegan Murray on him, and I thought he had success with Keegan Murray on him when he was a threat to drive. Yeah. We talking about driving and the importance of it. Instead, he'd you know, have a couple of dribbles and launch a 45-foot three. Dude, I'm exaggerating, and, but, but when and I know he can make in, it. But When he was going in, though, it was like it was scary. I was like, yeah. why are you still well, driving and getting those floaters? He's so good at being able to like get a little contact and throw uh -huh. something up and make it. And uh -huh. you're like, God. I mean, that happened a couple of times in this game tonight, and I thought he settled big time. But Sacramento I, deserves a lot of credit for how they played in the second half. Uh, talking about that fourth quarter, so third quarter – at the 720 mark, Herter heads to the locker room, and I was bummed for him at that point. One, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. I felt like he came out in the third quarter playing much better than he did in that first end. It was a disaster defensively in the first quarter with him out there. In the third quarter, he came out playing some much better defense. He had a mid-range shot. I felt like, oh, he was starting to get in a little bit of a rhythm, and then he left with a hand injury. We don't know the status at this point. The Kings definitely had some weird moments in this game with turnovers, Morgan. Oh, I, my I mean, God. Lyles had a couple of tonight that I'm like. Monk, too. Monk, yes. Monk, for sure. Mm -hmm. Lyles had one where he's pushing in transition and he decides to throw the ball 
behind him to yeah. Malik Monk. And it's so Turnover. funny. It's funny because I was just talking about how Malik Monk is so much more under control. But it's like you yeah, said, it was, was it was weird. They were weird. They weren't like like his his quick decisions and playmaking ability is is been so crisp and consistent. And for him to have some of those weird turnovers, Trey Lyle, oh my God, that one, it was so annoying. But I'm so glad that they didn't allow that to be like, yeah. that's going to deflate us. That's the, who we are tonight. The, the turnovers, like I, the fact that they had 12, it felt like they had 20 in this game. And I think it's because the Hawks really did a good job capitalizing off them. They had 17 mm-hmm. points off the Kings, 12 turnovers. Malik Monk actually had six turnovers in this game. Six. six. Yeah, I remember six a of the few Kings, of them. 12. He did a lot of good things out there, too. Anyway, the Kings had, I believe, four turnovers after the 444 mark of the third quarter. Like, just brutal in the third quarter. But they were able to close well that time, right? They were able to get it going. They end up closing, and it's 91-86. Fox had 13 points in the quarter, and Sacramento outscored the Hawks 33-20. to And you're going, all right, they, they're back in it. Uh-huh. Kind of a sloppy start, but then they pushed, played some good defense. They were active, and it's 91-86 entering the fourth quarter. Kings end up coming out of the fourth strong. It's 94-91 after a Trey Lyles bucket. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And then it's a mess again. Yeah. After cutting it to three, it's 102-91 after an 8-0 run. Dude, that after that, I was like... I thought it was done at that moment. And, but think about how this game... You know how we always go, oh, what a roller coaster. This was... A roller coaster that would make you throw up. Like, you're going up and down, up and down. And sometimes that's fun to people. It would be like being on um, Tower of Terror for far too long. No. Whoa, whoa, oh my God, we can't stop it. That's way too smooth. You know what it's like? It's like going to the state fair and being on one of those roller coasters. Where you know they're not safe. That's deadly. They're, like, moving you around. You're, you're, You're coming back with, like, a neck sprain. Your back's hurting. You got throw up everywhere. That's how painful. It wasn't just a stomach ache today. It was like, it was a county fair roller coaster no, you that want, you shouldn't go on. No, the reason why I disagree, I disagree with uh, your, your analogy. Is because it ended well? Well, because it, def, it definitely ended well. And it ended well enough for us to sit here and be not just talk about that was an ugly win. You know, we're not coming in here going, oh my God, thank God. We're coming in here understanding, obviously it's hard to win in the NBA, all these things, blah, blah. Our expectations for this team are high, so they should do this, this, and this. There's going to be runs. And if you are going to be the one that comes on top of these runs that happen in these games, I mean, go back to the Boston Celtics taking on the Detroit Pistons. It had to go to overtime. It's right. going to happen. Now the better team won. The Boston Celtics ended up winning in overtime. But my point is, it's like if you go around the NBA, this stuff happens. It's who comes out on top and the Kings did that and that's where I'm like there's no throw up or you know weird funnel cake throw up and uh neck sores from <laughs> some carnival freaking roller coaster. It was Tower of Terror for too long. Okay, that's Gardens fair. Maybe it's just this 30-game season I feel like has been just all over the place. Well, that uh, for sure has been oh a, my God. a little bit of throw-up. Um, there were some wild moments, too, during that stretch when it's 102-91. Fox had an offensive foul. Chris Duarte had a drive where he looked like... It reminded me of a video game when you're not good at video games and you're playing a basketball game and 
you accidentally drive almost falling out of bounds and then you just throw it back. That's what happened. And Love then it. it was a turnover. Then Davion had a shot that was, no one was with him. He forced a, a tough look, no good. But they battled back again. Fox, of course, hitting threes left and right, hits oh his seventh three, then gets his eighth to give the Kings a 106 105 lead. Uh, anyway, Trey Young eventually has an A and one to make it 110 to 108. The Hawks don't score again. How about Whoa. this stretch, Morgan? The final 445 of this game. Final 445 after Trey Young had that and one to give the Hawks the lead 110 to 108. The Hawks went 0 for 8. Did not score any points. Sacramento right. scored nine points, ending on a 9-0 run. And I remember some of those missed baskets yep. by the Hawks. And every time I'm like, no, no, no. And they had and some it, good looks, but I yeah. thought Sacramento's effort was so much better defensively it in was. the second half. And the numbers back it up. I mentioned the first half, they gave up 71 points. Second half. They outscored the Hawks 64-39. The 39 points they allowed, that's a season low allowed in a half for Sacramento. Atlanta was 13-45 of 45 in the second half, 29%. They were 5-23 of 23 from three, and they had 11 turnovers. DeJounte Murray, who was unbelievably efficient in the first half, he, had, he was 6-10 of 10 with 16 points. In the second half, Murray was two had two points, one of ten shooting. So Sacramento does enough; they get to win tonight, one seventeen to one ten. So we recapped a lot there. That was kind of a fun we really did, me. but it because it was it was that much of a story. Yeah. It was a journey. It was up and down, and all of the things. And um, it it's great. Again, I felt like the main story being the bench the different rotation. And I'm not sitting here tonight going, oh yeah, this is going to be the rotation going forward. I, f- I feel like you're still going to see Keon uh, in the mix, but Alex Len is the answer. And I think as soon as the beginning of the, For the season, back of big spot, yes, yeah. beginning of the season when JaVel McGee was at first, the first guy, the first, the backup big. And then Mike Brown made the adjustment of putting Alex Len in first. It was the flow was different. Things started going differently. Alex Len gets hurt. JaVel McGee is the backup big. And JaVel McGee, he is what he is. And I I, I think I, I loved what I saw from him at training camp, being vocal, being the new guy. And like, I think there's a lot of things that he can add, but also you you can't expect too much from him. No, you just he, can't. No, and if he's out there making mistakes, you can't play him. That's, that's my, all. That's I mean, you my have point. an option. If Alex Lund's going to go out there and he's going to be stable and he's going to go out there and just protect the Ram, yes. play the right way, yes. he's the guy that's going to be the backup at, for sure for Sacramento. Yeah. We definitely need to talk about the rotations. Uh, a couple of numbers from tonight in the win, 117 to 110. De'Aaron Fox, 31 points. He had eight assists. He was 10 of 20 shooting, eight of 16 from three. The eight threes is a career high. Sacramento just got a career high from De'Aaron Fox with his seventh. It was seven made threes in a game. He, of course, breaks out like the next game. Eight of 16 from downtown. He had eight assists, six rebounds. He also had four steals in this game and played 40 minutes for the Sacramento Kings. The three-point shooting with De'Aaron, I got to be honest, I, I'm still just not 100% conf- confident with it. And I know that's, I think it's because. I just want to put my finger on your mouth and go, shh. Why? Trust it. Trust it. No, no. I'm just being honest with you. And this, okay, here's here's my biggest thing, okay? You could say you don't trust it. Like, I'm like, uh, I'm still not. I trust it more and more. 
obviously because of what he's doing. The, he's shooting 40% from three this year. Yeah. He took 16 tonight. Trust it. And it looks great, right? It's not like, hey, he, he's having a nice five-game run here. He's having a seven-game run here. This guy 30 games. is taking 29. a lot of threes, and he's making a lot of threes. Yep. Is it going to continue the whole season? I don't know. I, I thought, I, I think my biggest thing with him and maybe I'm just, this is me being naive or old school. I don't know. I can't wait to push back on this. I don't want him to lose sight of he won't. attacking he won't. and getting some mid-range shots. And it was his first shot tonight was a mid-range shot off the glass, off the window, which was great. He, 16 of his 20 attempts tonight were from three. And I, I don't love that balance, but it's hard to deny the results. You're, you're going to, you got to love it from a 40 percent three-point shooter and if that keeps going up you better change your mind you better just uh, shift your mindset and i know you would but my point is i think some there's so many people who want to look at it this way where he's going birds to all of you i am this effing nice i can shoot this ball trust my form trust my mechanics trust my decision making <laughs> now i know for some of us we're like well why would you shoot that far away shot when your other shot's so efficient and beautiful inside the paint and no one can stop it because he is just trying to add that range to his game and allow it to happen especially at this age allow it to happen because you look at someone as I mean, this is not the greatest example, but LeBron James, okay? He's someone where he was so explosive throughout his entire career, could get to the basket, downhill, didn't matter if it was in transition or not, he's going. And as he got older, I kept saying to you, and everyone else has talked about this, he needed to keep making sure his shot was getting better and better because he's going to have to rely on that as he gets older. He's not going to be as explosive. And, like, you still see him dominating, like, but... LeBron James is a different human in a different body. That's not going to be the same case for everyone. And I think it's important for the longevity of De'Aaron Fox's career in his game that he keeps ex not only experimenting, dominating that part too. Yeah, I, I think we've all wanted him to show consistency from three his entire career. You know, before this year, his best three-point shooting year was year number two in the NBA where he shot 37%. He's taken 2.9 attempts per game that year, so it's not a lot. It's just wild to see the jump this year. And it's not like, oh, just the jump in percentage. It's the jump in attempts. Mm -hmm. Last year, Morgan, he took five per game. Okay, He is taking 8.9 three-pointers a game. I mean, that's a dramatic jump for him this year. And now he's shooting 40.4% after tonight. That I think we need to take a second and really focus on that. Not a lot of players are able to... He's in elite company. This isn't like, oh, De'Aaron's shooting it well for you know, Fox. It's like, no, this guy is taking high volume from three and efficient from three. Yep. Not many players are taking eight a game and shooting at a 40% clip. This is pretty crazy territory he, he is in right now and all i'm saying is it's taken me a second to adjust to this but he's scoring 30 all the time i just i think the perfect example was the third quarter tonight where i felt like he put more pressure on the paint and it's not just about um i, I just keep putting the there, pressure on the paint he will he will discover what that balance needs to be but he also needs to keep saying f 
everyone and I know what I'm doing. It's insane. Morgan, this leap is insane. It is, but it happens. I mean, think about now. Now, again, another example of someone who took that leap. It was Julius Randle with the with the Knicks when mm. he took that leap from that beyond year, the earth. That one year. Yeah. All of a sudden, and he did that. That's fair. But the difference is, the difference is, is that we are seeing De'Aaron Fox from last year and this year keep showing like consistent season growth, right? I mean, and we're 30 games into this season so far. If you see this continue, it's believe it. Believe what he's become. But also believe what he's become, not only because he puts in the work, but because he is such a threat and unstoppable when he does go inside that it has allowed him to have exactly the amount of space that he wants from wherever he wants beyond the arc. It's insane. I actually was going to pull up the three-point attempts. Okay, so... Wow. So Steph Curry's taking 11.4 three-point attempts per game. That's 41%. I know we did this exercise the other day, I believe. Um, but I'm looking at the guys who are shooting like 40-plus percent. Okay? Anthony Simon's shooting 40% from three. He's taking 9.5 a game. But he's that's 11 games. Okay? Trey Young, he's under 40. Tim Hardaway's 36. We're, I'm looking at guys taking about nine where Fox is. Okay? De'Aaron Fox, 8.9 attempts, 40.4%. Who are some other guys? Tyrese Halliburton's taking around the same amount of threes per oh, game yeah. as Fox. 40. He's shooting 42.3%. Mm. So, like, my point is that's the type of category we're talking yeah. about with Fox. We're going, oh, he's in the Steph category this year shooting. The Tyrese Halliburton category for shooting. Someone like Jason Tatum's taking about the same amount of threes per game this year. He's shooting 34%. Clay Thompson shooting 38% on those attempts. Markinen's shooting 38%. Those aren't bad numbers. I'm not diminishing those at all. Paul George taking 8.2. He's shooting 40%. De'Aaron is taking a lot of threes, and he is so yeah. efficient this year. It is one of the more crazy developmental stories of the season. He worked on it all offseason, and it's here. All I'm saying is it's taken me a second to adjust to this. And the other thing I will say, like, obviously, teams, defenses, they're going to figure it out. Which is great. It's, Put pressure great. on him, and he's going to yes. get by you, and he's going to get into the mid-range. Exactly. I dare you. Exactly, because he has so much yeah. to his game. Now, the only thing I would say about the team as a whole, when your star player that is so dominant about getting into the paint, creating, doing whatever in the paint, you don't want the entire team to just follow his lead with whatever it is. Oh, De'Aaron shooting from the outside. Yeah. We're going to keep shooting from the outside. It's like, no, no, no. If he's shooting a lot of threes from the outside, make sure that you're picking up the slack and you're the ones that are driving it and getting those paint touches because you got to make sure you're still making the defense work enough, whether you're De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, I don't care if you're Kevin Herter, like make sure that you are still getting in there and not yeah. just settling it's it's crazy i mean it, it's it's such a jump for him and uh it's it's fun to see a guy develop a part of his game that's been the weakness yes and yes doing, and even if those numbers drop from 40 percent, okay everyone if, he, if he's shooting 37 percent this year that's incredible for a guy who's been around 32 ish how many questions is it always for De'Aaron fox every single year but can he shoot but can he win but can he do this but can he get this and it's like 
He's hey hey national media. He's doing all these Maury, things. I, I said this a few weeks back, and you laughed at me. What? He's taking some stuff shots. I joked about pregame the other day. I said sometimes you look at Dude, Fox, you gotta wipe it NBC off. NBC has so many Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Freaking I know they're giving me shit about it, and they're like, <laughs> stop no. And it's like, no, it's not. You're not comparing to one of the greatest shooters of all time. You are just literally talking about like the fundamentals of how it's how he's the shot is yes it's it's a creation out of it it's not like he's just a catch and shoot guy like My no people. it's like step backs i mean he had one on i think patty mills tonight i was like oh a sidestep one on sadiq bay i'm like stop and it, it's dear. so different than yeah. like like how you see people defending luca because people are like he's not going to be explosive and get by me yeah, yeah. so i got to get a hand in his face but what luca does so well is still create that space and elevate over people because of his size you can tell teams still don't buy it though that with the way they love defend it, it. it's I like love they're, it. they're giving fox that space and i think they're they're betting on hey like Point. Like, well, if we're gonna pick, we're gonna pick our poison here. We know he's yes. elite at this. We don't totally know he's elite at the three point shooting yet. And I know that we keep saying that he's okay. He's elite at driving in. He's becoming better and better. I mean, a real threat from uh, three. I hope. I really do hope that he continues to keep making his mid range game just that much better. Yeah. Because we saw how dominant it could be last year, and I just. I just don't want that to go away either. And I love that. That's what I'm saying. Can we just make him the most perfect player of all time? Like asking so much. He's 15 of 30, I believe. 15 of 30, uh, 15 of 31 from three of the last two games. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, what else do we need to talk about tonight, Morgan Reagan? Um, well, I, I know we mentioned Kevin Herter. We didn't really mention I think it's wow. I think it's fair to mention Barnes and Herter combined. <sighs> Look and just what we're getting. It's a this has been a common theme this year. I know. I I don't know how much more to say about it. You know, I, I'm a I said to I was on pregame today with you and Matt Barnes and I was talking about Kevin Herter. I'm like, hey, if I'm the Kings, I run some stuff for him early, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, he's a confidence guy. You know, I look at Kevin Herter's career and I go, he's got a track record of being like a 40% three-point shooter. He can score. He does some nice things out there. He has not had a month like this in his NBA career. You have to go back to his rookie season in Atlanta where he's had a month like this. And, of course, tonight he leaves the game with a hand injury. We don't know the status of that. I have no idea what's going on with that, so we'll, we'll find out. But, yeah, I mean – just defensively, just a mess. And, and you know, maybe part of it is, like, you can't, you shouldn't have him on DeJounte Murray. I think it's going to be interesting to see where Mike Brown goes from here because now we have a 30-game sample size. And, look, the Kings are 18 and 12 after 30 games. Mm -hmm. 18 and 12, and how many times have we spent time on night chats going, what is going on with this team? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so they're 18 and 12 with plenty of room to grow and get better they have not played their best basketball this year the losses have been bad they've been ugly games they lose by an average of 15.9 points per game this year it's not good 
But they're 18 and 12. They're six games above 500. They've dealt with some injuries. And Kevin Herter has been really a non-factor this year. I'm curious long-term if Mike Brown elects to shake up the starting lineup a little bit. You know, it seems like even tonight, he started the, 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 the start, that starting lineup he had to begin that we're so used to with Fox, Herter, Sabonis, yep. Barnes, and Murray. Well, he pulled Herter and Barnes out at 655. Didn't play him the entire first half, but he did start the second half with them. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes that's for, um, what is that called when you're consistent? Like routine, routine. It's 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 routine keeping your guys, you know, having Malik Monk coming yeah. off the bench, all those things. And I know a lot tonight. Our producer wanted to talk a lot about, hey, like a lot of people yeah. online are questioning, do you put Malik Monk in there? And I go, I don't think it's you put Malik Monk in the starting lineup, even though, it, like, sure, he could absolutely be a starter. But I think his what he provides off the bench is so very important to any team in this league. But I think, like, that's where you're really looking at, okay, you need upgrades, you need change. And it, it's it's that because you're trying to make it to the next level this season, where if it was last season, we would still be in a happy land. Like, oh, shit, this is looking good. And now already, when expectations change, you go, but what tweaks can you make? And I'm not acting like that's, because I think a lot of people are like, trade Herder, trade HB. I'm not acting like it's necessarily that, but I'm just saying, can you make upgrades so maybe... Well, those are clear the two weaknesses. And that's what I'm saying. Herder, I, I still believe Herder is a better player than how he's playing. But if Agreed. I'm the Kings, you know, obviously they're going to look to upgrade the roster at some point. But let's just say you're like, we need to get Kevin Herter playing better. Yeah. Like he can't be averaging six points a game in December or whatever it is. I think it's maybe seven points a game, okay? Like, you, this guy was pivotal for you last year. And I don't expect him to average 16 a game this year because, look, Fox is getting more shots. He's scoring 30-plus a night, right? Sabonis is still scoring a lot, and Keegan's getting yeah. more shots. So it's not about, to me, like the averages. It's about being impactful out there. And Are he's you, not doing that in his role. No, no. And so how, how do you get the most out of him? That's the biggest question, I think, for this coaching staff is like, okay, it's it hasn't worked. So... Do we shift him to the bench? Because he can be a important part of this team. I'm more concerned about Harrison Barnes than anything. I mean, Harrison Barnes tonight, mm. he played under 12 minutes, two points. I mean, the Kings are in a spot where they're 18 and 12, and it's fair to say two of their starters have not been good this year. Like, they, there have been stretches where they're not playing. I mean, if Kevin Herter is healthy, we don't know what how many minutes he ends up playing. He ends up playing nine minutes tonight, nine minutes and 45 seconds. But Barnes played under 12 minutes tonight. And so you just re-signed him. You gave him, what, 17, 18 million a year here. And it just doesn't look good at this point for him. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're also not... Uh, the only reason the only reason why I mention this, because I think that it it is... yeah. So very important to teams that are trying to grow and develop and take it to another level. Harrison Barnes and what he adds is like a veteran, a pro, all those things. So valuable. 
doesn't necessarily mean it has to be in the starting lineup. Oh, and that's you what know? I and agree. That's, and that's just where, that's where I think when people go like, change, trade him, fire him, do it, you can do it. It's like, oh, it's calm down just a, two notches, no. you know? And, and look, there's going to be so many conversations the next month and a half of the trade deadline mm-hmm. coming up, what, February 9th? All right, so let's... I, it's already happening nonstop with Kings fans. You know, you read Kings Reddit. You're in our Discord. Yes. It's nonstop trade proposals. Kings win seven minutes later. It's like, hey, what about this trade? <laughs> All right, what do you what do you think about this guy? You know, it's nonstop. Uh. But you know, at the moment, if you're Mike Brown, just dealing with what's in front of you, and this is the team, right? This is the squad. How do you get the most out of Harrison Barnes? How do you get the most out of Kevin Herter? Like, they, they can't be non-factors for you, right? It's not that they're going out there and other guys are playing better. It's like, no, there, there are too many games where you go, what? Two points, no rebounds, no yeah. assists. Kevin Herter, three. 12 minutes even. I mean, you're right. just looking at that, you go, why are you pulled? So, and and if, you, if you change your starting lineup, it, I mean, is it that big of Here's how I look at it. You've been starting this group for a mm-hmm. while, right? You saw you have the sample size of last year, the playoffs, whatever. He's not afraid to adjust it in the middle of a game. Well, why not just start the game with a different lineup and just and and stagger it? Like, I don't know, put Trey Lyles in there. Yeah. You know? And just see what it looks like. Even Malik Monk, I know what you're saying, like you like Monk off the bench, but you could stagger it. You could stagger yeah. the lineup a little bit. You know, and whenever someone throws at me, they're like, I don't I don't hear this all the time, but I do always hear Sabonis. Make him a four, power forward. Make him a four, yeah. and 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 like go big. Put Alex Len in there. I've tried to be like, open minded to that. I just think more I used times to be very open minded to it. I Sabonis works really hard out there defensively, and I think he moves pretty well. But man, some of these fours out there are super athletic, mm-hmm. and that's what I think about. But I'm look, I'm open minded. I am really open minded to just seeing different looks because. They just haven't found that stability. And so, like, on a night like tonight, it's great that the bench stepped up. Sure. It's great that Trey Lyles and Malik Monk came in and had an impact and Duarte and Mitchell. But you also don't want to be faced with a situation where you can you don't feel comfortable playing two of your starters more than, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. That's not, that's not a good thing. You know, someone just said, I, James said, well, why don't you play Keegan at the shooting guard? Like, put him at the two. Sure. And then, so then you get your Trey Lyles, I guess, in there at that point. So, what would you, you'd be, what, Fox, Keegan, oh, Duarte, then, and Lyles, and Sabonis? I don't know. It's just, I, yeah, yeah, it just, it all sounds. Or, yeah. It sounds so interesting trying to mix up this starting lineup after it's been so consistent for so long yeah. and it's more too because i look at these bench players and i go they are again very important bench role players however i mean i think so many people look at like hey if you're coming off the bench that's what you are in the league and it's like <laughs> i mean there's only five starting spots yeah. and sometimes really you're coming off the bench as like a starter of the bench crew i don't know that's how i see it but uh, Jeremy in the chest says, all of the media should be drilling Coach Brown and Monty McNair about the resigning of Barnes. He's unplayable and untradeable, and we all seen the downward spiral coming. Wait, but were you saying that after the opening night game when he had dropped well, 33 points? Jeremy probably was, but and that's fine. A lot of people have been talking about that with Barnes. I mean, look, I think, 
how I look at it, I'm like, God, a three-year deal, that doesn't look great right now. But now it's down to two and a half years. I don't think it's unmovable. And I think the Kings looked around the free agent market and were like, okay, Kuzma doesn't really want to come here at this point. Okay. They, I don't think they love the options out there. So they went with the safe pick and it was like, we know what HB is about. We know he's going to come in be a great locker room guy. And I think they believed he still had something to give. And, you know, so far this year, it's been really, really inconsistent for him. He had a stretch of games just a little bit ago where he had it going, which, I mean, he has double figure scoring. Yeah, like, like three games. Yeah, I just, I, I guess my point is because, like, I'm I'm fine with the criticism and people feeling that way about different players being signed. But I just sometimes, I feel like we lose sight of when those good moments happen as a role as yeah. a as a as a starting role player i guess you could say right like he's a starter but his role is to yeah. be solid it isn't to be like a 33 point game per game dude jeremy also says 20 million for a locker room guy well i don't think he's actually at 20 million <laughs> one but uh, you know look indiana was in on him too they were really interested in him and I think when you look at the other options out there, you're like, I don't know. I mean, also, $18 million in today's game oh. is like nothing anymore, and, especially with a new TV deal. Well, but I hear you. That $18 million a year, he played 82 games. He played all the games. And it's like, you think about that even again, like if I am someone at a, just trying to get a promotion yeah. or trying to get a raise from my boss. And I'm like, hey, dipshit over there came in half the year and used all of their... PTO and all that shit. And I've been here every single day making this company better. Yeah, I better get my payment. Like, I'm solid. I'm here. I'm consistent. Now, what he's showing this season is like, all right, like the consistency hasn't been there yeah. throughout with his numbers, but I felt like he earned that contract, I, I guess is my point. I, I gotta be honest, the, the, the biggest thing with him for me is really just the rebounding. I don't care about the scoring. Like, people are, his scoring's dropped. Yes, it's going to drop. Keegan has more of a role. Fox is having the ball more. Sabonis is going to get his. Other guy, Malik Monk, you want his? So, I'm fine with it. I just need Harrison to go out do there. Do the other things. And, and do the dirty work. Yeah. I need to make sure he's going out there. Harrison, can you get me six, seven rebounds a night in your minutes? Can you play some competitive defense? He's still shooting pretty efficiently this year. Um, Harrison Barnes, he's shooting 39% from three, 4.4 attempts a game. He's shooting 48% from the field. I'm not acting like he is the solution at that spot at all. I think ideally, I think on a really, really good team, that position is better. But I think Barnes can still help teams Agreed. in the league. I just think his role would be different on a really, really good team. Agreed. No, I think that and the Kings I, aren't there yet. I just, so. yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think it's just so weird when yeah. we, when we jump to the, just such an irrational thought. Now, again, I think it's fair, especially like as a fan of a team to feel hatred and, and love and the highs and the lows and, and want change and all these different things. I think that is absolutely fair, but I think it's also like you have to reel it back yeah. in and look at everything, everything. Brad, the chest says if Fox's three point shooting stays at 40% for the season. Oh my God, that'd be nice. Does adding a non-cheater like Kessler to the lineup make sense? 
Um, like, I feel like there are some new lineups to see with this type of breakout from Fox. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, but it also, like, Kessler does need to be more of a threat from three. Yep. I think we have seen enough examples of time where when you have zero, when you have guys out there that are not a threat, what that does for the spacing, Fox's quality of looks will not be the same. That's it. If the That's spacing it. isn't good. Just throw a blitz on Fox, you know, and then like toss it to Kessler for an yeah, open yeah. three. And or even if he drives it in, if the defense is a better defense, they're rotating the right way and recovering. I mean, like tonight, when you're closing the final seven minutes of the game with Fox, Monk, two guys who can hit threes and be threats driving. Duarte, who has not hit the the three consistently this year. But yeah. Um, so he's like the one kind of non-shooter, but is capable, right? Keegan, we know he can hit the three. He's capable of being a really good three-point. So you have three shooters out there. Then you have a big and Sabonis who could pass, who's tough inside. Like, that's a lot of space to operate. And he Absolutely. draws a lot of attention. So that's a pretty tough lineup to guard. But, yeah, I mean, look, I, big picture-wise, as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, we're going to have more of these conversations about, all right, who? what are the, some of the pieces that the Kings can – try to go out there and get that can elevate their defense yeah. so they're more consistent so did a good job tonight carlin just farted Dude, and it smells so bad in here I he's done he this twice he's done this Woo! twice and it's like Woo! bro oh did yeah. you see my tweet about the kings should play better it for carlin or something i think he's gonna walk again just because of that because they of were, how they respond yep thank you um so yeah the Kings are 18 and 12, Morgan. I want to ask you a couple more questions about the rotation in a second. We should we have to mention, of course, we do have awesome sponsors who make this podcast possible. Shout out to our friends who are at Northwest Exteriors and NorthwestExteriors.com, Morgan. Uh, if you have an issue with your house and you go, oh my God, I have these old ass windows. What do Ugh. I do? Why should people hit up Northwest Exteriors? Well, you might not even realize it is your windows that's the thing you might be like oh maybe it's the insulation maybe it's something else no 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 no. just reach out to northwest exteriors and check out your windows and i'm being completely honest about this i wish yeah. i had done this years and years ago didn't know it was going to make such a difference already on the energy bill the aesthetics of the home um also it's just super easy working with them yeah, and their showrooms in Rancho Cordova, everything's local with them. Like, they don't subcontract out to some place in Southern California. They have great people, and your house is going to look better. You're going to save money. It's a no-brainer, so trust the experts at Northwest. You know why? Because I say it. They're simply the best. Trust Northwest. You like that? You're really trying to hit it. I like it. Thank you. Thank simply you so much. Simply the best. Also, uh, we want to mention that if you're looking for a book to read, you're like, oh, you know what? 2024 is here, and I want to read more books. We all do this, right? I want to read a book a month. I want to read 17 books this year. Oh, my God. Well, I've got a book for you. Check out Morgan's mom. She is the one and only T.R. Reagan. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she writes thrillers that are based in Sacramento. She was getting turned down for years, mm-hmm. right? Like it was like no one wanted anything to do with her work. But she self-published and then what happened? She hit it big on Amazon. So you should check out her books. She's got a dark mind. It's twisted. The books are based in Sacramento. Check them out today. 
You can get them anywhere you get books. Duh. <laughs> anywhere Amazon. you get books. Amazon.com. Yeah. I mean, in, seriously, if you want to give them as a gift, whatever it is. I know so many. We've had other people reach out uh, lately to me saying that they're starting to read some T.R. Reagan books. So congratulations. Sleep with one eye open. Yeah, check them out today. Um, Morgan Reagan, let's get to a couple more people in the chat. And yes. I have my question I have to get to you. Uh, Scout says, can you do the dog voice? Are you, oh, is that, you're talking about Duke? Simply in, the best. Simply the best. Trust what? Northwest. I'm not bad. It's okay. Uh, man, there's a, the chat is fired up tonight. People are just talking about a variety of things. Make sure to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. They also participate in our poll question tonight. Morgan, who is your player of the game? Is it Fox, a career high eight threes? Is it Damanis Sabonis, who tonight had 25 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists on 12 of 17 shooting, one of four from the line? Is it Trey Lyles? We mentioned Trey with a big outing off the bench with 19 points. Or is it Malik Monk, who had 15 points, eight dimes and some really nice passes late in the game along with four rebounds. I know we can give it we to We ran out of room too. to Deer and Fox every single game. Yeah. But um I'm going to like I want to say like the bench or like Trey Lyles. Man, that would have been nice to just put the bench on there. Yeah. That probably would have been the smart thing. Well, 73% of the audience votes for Deer and Fox. Makes sense. I mean, how how are you not going to like every single game? But who is a rock and soul player of the Ooh, game? Oh, the bench? Does it match? Does That was a that was a different game. That was a different game. It was not ants. That's such bullshit too. Hey! Trey Lyles. You know, I decided to give it to Trey Lyles. Tonight. I like that. 19 points. He had six rebounds, seven of twelve shooting. He was four of nine from downtown. And I felt like he gave the Kings some much needed energy tonight, Morgan. Yeah, no, it, it that's that's it. I mean, just the right mentality throughout this entire game and just understanding what he needed to contribute is not only his scoring four of nine from three point land, like you said, but we talked about it. Those six rebounds, huge rebounds, especially in a game like this where they weren't rebounding the ball. Well, well, he's a rock and soul player of the game. Good to see him bounce back after a slow start this season. Go to Rocket Soul Diner. They're just six blocks from Golden One Center. Okay, you're talking about a local place that you can get breakfast all day long. And if you go there, you can get hooked up with some deals just for being a Deuce and Mo podcast listener. How about 25% off your entire bill from 4 to 6.30 with home games when there is a home game and you show your ticket? Or for all home and away games, 50% off appetizers and cocktails through the game. If you watch the game, that's at Rock and Soul Diner, 10th and S in Sacramento. I think I'm going to go on New Year's Eve because I'm not working the Grizzlies-Kings game. And I think I'm actually just going to get it to go and just order a whole bunch of waffles and biscuits and gravy. That's a good move, I think. Thank you. That's a good move. We will be live for that New Year's Eve, too, by by the way. We're going to be live after... Kings Grizzlies. We'll preview that game in a bit. Okay, so Morgan, I felt like we spent a lot of time deep diving deep on De'Aaron Fox, talking about a little Herder Barnes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I still maintain I think Harrison Barnes can be a productive player for this team. And maybe it's just like, hey, maybe you you bring him off the bench and see what he can do. You know what I do like about him it, coming off the bench too is like he's a guy that can get a bucket. Maybe when he's playing with this group, you know, he's not getting the same amount of looks as he has in the past throughout his career, he can still score. And we've seen the flashes of him scoring, maybe going up against some bench units where he can get some more offensive touches, get to the free throw line 
it could help this team a little bit where someone like Trey Lyles is good with just like kind yes. of fitting in to a lineup. Here's my question to you. Yeah. What's the worst thing Harrison Barnes does when he's out there? I think defensively. That, he, I knew you were going to say that. That's okay. the biggest thing with him. Yeah. I mean, that's agreed with Herter. Herter to me right now is just his confidence is just Get gone. It. It's Get he it. is, he is out of whack right now. And I, he's trying to fight through. I thought again, third quarter tonight before he we went out, there were some flashes. There you go. That's what I want to see. Um, Harrison, I don't think it's a confidence issue at all. I think Harrison just getting less opportunity, fewer shots. And I think defensively, it's a challenge for him. Well, and that's it. I go, if you could be solid out there, you're not turning the ball over, but you can be a threat. Because that's the thing about Harrison. He can be a strong guy out there and yes. go to the basket and and like at times he's not getting those opportunities at times I want him to create those opportunities for himself but I feel like he's such a selfless player at times that he's like I'm not gonna do too much and then on the defensive end when you're not doing enough it goes okay well you're gonna get 12 minutes because we need to see more out of you uh on one end of the floor or the other and that's what sucks sometimes because I go god he's so strong but sometimes when you see him move laterally and his arms are down I'm like you're smart in that. You're better than that. Like we need to see more from you. And then on the offensive end, I just would like to see him be more aggressive. Um, and I, I think the opportunities could be there. I don't think he'd be forcing anything also, if, if he took a few more looks. I think there's just so there's just guys he can't defend. Sure, he's just he. I I don't think he moves well laterally enough for some of these athletic players in the league. It's just tough for him sometimes. But yeah. he could still be a productive member of this team. So that's how I look at it. Uh, also in the chat, Morgan, someone says, Deuce, we love you, but don't try to get out of dropping that song you promised. Let's go, Deuce. Gavano says, Deuce bars. I think it's, some people are, we did a preview to last night's Hawks-Kings game, and I <laughs> joked about if the Kings win, I'll, I'm going to have Ludacris come in here and do my Welcome to Sacramento song that I wrote when I was like 13. Cripple dog in here, but no Luda. No Luda. I was, one, I was joking about that at the end well, of the show. Then don't sh- say the, it. It was a, clearly a joke. I mean, but, like, I was joking about getting a tattoo if the Kings didn't make the playoffs. But don't even compare this to the same thing. Are you kidding me? What do you, yeah, no, what do you mean? Like, I, I th- you say it. You said it on a TV thing. Yeah, I'll do it. And you made a whole bit of it where I said it in a preview video. I said it on video. Like, you said yours on oh video. So it's, like, the same thing. God, this is so stupid. I can't believe we're arguing about this. Do you actually have it? I don't have the song, but oh. I'm gonna, like, I don't remember the song. Here's the whole setup. I told Morgan at the end of this Kings Hawks preview that when I was like 12, 13 years old, there's a song called Welcome to Atlanta by Ludacris. Oh, you were that young? Yes. Oh, this this makes me feel much better. No, I, I was thinking like adult. you were in radio days, and I'm no. like, God, you were in your 20s, and you made this song. No, this is sicko. like when the the song came out, and I was like, Parf. The Kings were a good team, and I wrote a song called "Welcome to Sacramento," where the Kings play. It was like not even a song, just a a verse. Okay, if, or is it a, the chorus? I don't know. I don't know music. <laughs> Thirteen. I just am not. I. It's not giving me the ick. Yo, yo, oh. yo, yo. Are we gonna get flagged? I mean, it's the instrumental. I don't know. Okay, just do... Who cares? Like, do you care that much? I do. Oh, my God. Yo, yo, yo. I knew he wouldn't care if I cared. How many times do you have to say yo, yo? Uh, so here's the thing. You keep interrupting it. It doesn't start, though. Okay, go. 
Yes, it does. Sacramento, how we doing? Let's go light the beam. Welcome to Sacramento, baby. I messed it up already. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Sacramento where the Kings play and they win their games like every day. Big dunks hit threes. The crowd is roaring and we don't stop till... I don't remember how it went. See? You got oh, it. That's the one you didn't remember I know, last I know. Either. Yeah. Let's try it again. Here we go. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, we got Mo in the house. What's up, Mo? No. Come on. No. Here we go. Give me the ick, man. Let's go. Mm-mm. Welcome to Sacramento where the Kings play and they win their games like every day. Big dunks hit threes. The crowd is roaring and the party don't stop till eight in the morning. Oh, I don't remember where I went. That's all. That's all I had. So you were thir- it was like one line. 13. I was 13 years old. 13. Yeah. And you didn't make up anything else, just that. Yes, I. Can we also take a second? I threw this at the end of a preview thing. I was like, hey, was it funny when I was 13 years old? And now you're like, hey, perform. You idiot. Perform it. Don't you have a song? That's all you had? It wasn't supposed to be a thing. You're lucky I'm even doing this. Someone said you rapped about the beam when you were 13. No, I threw that in the intro at the beginning. <laughs> what now? He predicted the beam at 13 years old. <laughs> uh, Pablo says Mo is getting the ick. I, I hate all you guys. <laughs> oh my god, Brad says happy, you, happy you tried. Oh my god, I hate all you guys, man. Um, you got tomatoes. I, I, whatever. Oh, Stephen Brown says that was absolutely fire. Which oh, shut up, I think, Steven. yep, that means he's definitely lying. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesse James says you're frightening Carlin. Run it back. Oh my God, his yeah. legs just went more paralyzed. You know, <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> just wait, just wait. So now you motivated me. Okay, you you are uh. talking to the person who wrote "Shut Up and Light the Beam." All right, you're talking the person. Oh, that now he wants to take credit. A hit song last year that kind of flies under the radar during last season called "Turn on the Jets" to Benny and the Jets. Remember that? <laughs> it flies under. A lot of people don't talk about that one. Okay, so you guys have challenged me. I'm gonna rewrite this song. We're re-releasing it, and it's gonna be way better. And it's gonna be. I'm gonna make it five and a half minutes long. You sons. Oh of God. I will not be a part of it because I can't rap for the life of me. No, no, stop. You know, it's funny. What? I started. It's funny that you say that. Ew. Um, Because (sighs) I started creating when I was depressed at the half. Was that? I think it was at the half. Uh, Yep. It was at the half. I started making more lyrics to the uh, emo beamless night. And I'm not going to sing it because we didn't lose. But it yeah, was save it for like yeah, but a few for about but then it's it started going into Carlin's legs being paralyzed, you know, and just being super emo and dark. So that's way too dark, is it? Just I mean, it's it's life, bro. Someone in the chest says deuce unit. <laughs> Funny. Uh, Wait, but that's not fifty, right? I know, but they're just F- saying fifty, fifty. Yeah. Um, right. Other things I wanted to talk about tonight. See if I missed anything. We haven't got to our moment of the night. The, you guys help Whoa. us out. We're getting late here. Sharif Jewelers moment of the night for this game. Kings win 117 to 110. Fox had 
eight threes, a career high. The Kings were down 23, but is there a moment in the game? I think I have one that pops into my mind right now. I'm curious if you have one. Okay. Well, same with the chat. I mean, I think it was what we already talked about was that block leading to De'Aaron pushing it down the floor to the Malik Monk. I don't know if it's officially dunk. a block. It was a contest okay. by Alex Contest, Good yeah. defense leading to really fun transition offense. Guys, I think you're right. It, and it was during kind of a part of the game, right? The Kings were down big. Was it? Two minutes to go. Well, we're, you're talking about the oh, play you just mentioned. The one Morgan. I mentioned. Yes. Okay. I, well, I th- th- when you said you guys are right, I'm like, are they saying something else? No, the, a lot of people are mentioning that play. Oh, so, okay. Oh my God. I'm, I'm going back in the play-by-play to look at this. So the Malik Monk dunk. It was around a minute 58 in the first quarter. It made the game 32-15. But man, Jeez. did Monk come in? And that was part of a run by Malik Monk that really sparked the Kings at the end of the first quarter like to it. make it a competitive game. They were Kings were about to get blown out. It was 31-8. Monk comes in, has that dunk. He has a layup, and then he hit a three during that stretch. That was huge for the Sacramento Kings. But that play that Morin's talking about was nasty. Alex Len with a great contest. Monk finishes an alley-oop from De'Aaron Fox. It was a pretty special play. I love it. That's our Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. Shout out Alex Len, man. I'm telling you, that guy, I'm telling you, that guy out there, he does a good job. But it's just, it's great that he's just back in that, Mike Brown could go to him and not to say like, oh, so you wouldn't have to go to JaVale. It just feels more like, okay, this is the direction that the team should be going in. Uh, a couple of other suggestions and nominees from people in the chat. What? Uh, Manny was saying the lob for sure. Jamar says Davion coming in after a month of not being out of the rotation. Ooh, that's fair. That's, that's a fair one. Um, Jesse says Mike Brown actually using a challenge well for once in a long time. <laughs> Winning Damn. a challenge. Winning a challenge. Uh, just for fun, I just put it in the moment jar, but just for fun, can we pull one out? Just It's been a while. We have a I, moment from every game. I love that Deuce does this, and it's like it's only been two games later, and he's like, oh, okay, wait, let's do this. Let's remember a memory from three weeks ago. I like it. Let's see what it was. I think it's sweet. You're just all about memories. What what game do you guys think I pulled out? Oh, my God. And then this We're is- 30 games in. We're 30 games in, so it's appropriate we pull one moment out to remember. Game five. Okay. You're waiting for everyone else? Seeing if there's any other guesses to what game I just pulled out. Um, Let's see. It's not game five. Okay. I love that people keep saying the Duarte three. Duarte three was really big. I like what Duarte brought tonight. I was really happy for him. Uh, the play is game one at Utah. Really? When the Kings won the season opener, that was the night Harrison Barnes had that big night. Do you have a guess of what moment was on there? For game one? Game one. I don't remember at all. See, this is this is what I love about this is why we have the moment jar because Morgan doesn't remember moments that happened in Would the game. Would you remember this moment though? Yeah. I mean, maybe when you <laughs> tell me, I'm gonna pull one next and I'm gonna be like, Do you remember the moment from okay. this game? Deal, deal, okay. deal. Okay, you pull one. You pull one next, but okay. We should spend all of our New Year's Eve show just pulling out every single post. Okay, go. What's from game one? What's the moment? Malik Monk dunk on Chris Dunk. Ah, shit. Okay, that duh. Duh. Look, Monk dunk. A lot of people mentioning (laughs) that. There you go. Memory. Okay. All right, and let's see if I remember. I mean, to be fair, I write these down. So that's true. But go ahead. Okay. 
So tell me the date and I'll tell you that. 12 14, December 14th against OKC. Oh, that was an in season tournament game. That was winning without. Uh, You're not going to know. De'Aaron Fox. Huge. It's a big time moment. Win it without Fox. Was that <laughs> he, not on there? No. Winning without De'Aaron. Or, wait, was Fox back then? I don't know. Because it doesn't say it you on there. I don't remember, man. This Thank is why you. we do it. This is why we have a moment. Keon Ellis, 17 points. And then I can't read that handwriting. Is that six rebounds? Wow. Kings win. Is that six rebounds? Yes. Really? Are you wish me December 14th. That was even that long ago. Uh 128-123 Sacramento. Kings were 14 and 8. Malik Monk had a block and Keon three. That was the moment. That was a sweet moment. Wait, wait. Keon Ellis, 17.6 rebounds. What? You guys. No, that, that's that, the wrong OKC game. You, that, it's the wrong OKC that's game. A six rebounds. Yeah. Are you, are you yeah. kidding me? Th this is December 14th. This was the most recent OKC game. So there you go. Oh, Shree Truler's yeah. moment of the game. We do it after every single game. Uh, next up, Morgan Reagan. The Kings play the Grizzlies. Before we get to that game and talk about what Memphis did tonight in L.A., reflect on this game for a second. Now, and I know we've reflected a lot. No, no, no. Let's run it back. Well, we're 30 games in. Do you... How are you feeling? Like, does this win make you feel good? Some would say, oh, God, you played like shit, and you figured out in the second half, whatever. Like, Or are you feeling good? Like, hey, they got a win, and they had to fight through adversity. They battled back. Some guys that weren't playing played well, and they got a win. Like, what? Where, where's you, where are you at with this win, and then where are you at with this team 30 games in? Last year, I was totally cool. I, I mean, okay, I was pretty cool at the trade deadline being like, hey, keep it at what it is. Do what you need to do. Um, and mostly because I was just like believing in the vibe, where it was going, historic offense, continuity, all of the blah, 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 blah. This season, I hate that I, I really do have just different expectations mm -hmm. for this team. And I feel like a lot of teams made tweaks to get better or understand what the Kings have to offer. And I feel like even the Kings have tweaked their style of play because they want to be great on both ends of the floor. And I think it's great that they are working on that, trying that out. But I think it's apparent that they need a tweak yes. if they want to do something different than what they did last year. And I'm pretty sure that would be the goal. Like they're not OKC where they're trying to like ride this for a couple of years and see what, see where they can take it from there because they have so many picks or anything. It's no, it's, it's, they're trying to, I'm with you and the, up each year. the West is brutal. If you think about brutal, look at last year, like the Kings are in actually a better spot this point right now than they were at this time last year, just one game better. They're 18 and 12. They were 17 and 13 at this point last year. Uh, but it's obviously the, the losses that we've talked about, blah, blah, blah. But then you look at like, Minnesota is killing it this year. They're the number one seed. They are better than they were last year. Mm -hmm. OKC, playing team last year. OKC just went to Denver tonight and kicked the shit out of the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. They're the number two seed. You still have the defending champion Nuggets. The Clippers, I'm, it's looking pretty good. James it's Harden better than edition. I thought it would, yep. it would do. It's working right now. What's that look like down the road? I don't Doesn't know, matter. but it's looking great right now. Yeah. The Clippers are better. 
Dallas not sold. Phoenix, they're just getting Beal back uh, tonight. The Lakers are weird. Houston's better. Golden State, who the hell knows? And then Memphis is maybe trending in a better direction now with John Moran, even though they, they lost tonight. We'll talk about that in a second. My point is, the West is just stacked. The two bad teams are San Antonio yeah. and Portland. Utah's kind of bad, too, but other than that, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough, and you have to improve the team. We've had a sample size of what this looks like. Yeah. Now it's time for the adjustments. And you know, with the Clippers, I said, well, it doesn't matter, and I'm saying it doesn't matter for next year. It matter. It matters. I'm talking about this mm-hmm. year, and this year it's trending in the right direction. Like it's working with James Harden, and whether people want to leave and shit the bed and do what they want next year, great, do whatever. But we're talking about the present. We're talking about right now. And then you talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, and they had won four straight with Ja Morant. Then they lost one when Ja sat out, and then tonight was Ja back against the Clippers. Ja Morant was back, but there was definitely he was definitely not feeling well. At one point, they showed him sprint back to throw up. He still played. Okay. It's always interesting to me too. like, <laughs> I mean, if you're throwing up, you don't have to play. <laughs> it's okay. We don't, the He's whole like, back, game, dude. The, the, I would, everyone, everyone who's like trying to play sick. I'm like, you know, you're just going to get everybody else sick, right? Yeah, like, but who cares? I don't want Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart to get sick. Okay. Because you elect to play tonight and they lost, but I don't know. I just think that's so weird, that dynamic. Um, I don't. Yeah, the West is crazy, and it's going to be interesting to see who decides to be aggressive and make moves, Mm -hmm. and how tough is that? Because we just mentioned all those teams in the West. Well, how many teams are going to be selling? Is Portland selling? Is San Antonio selling off some pieces? Will Utah make some moves? Okay, that's only three teams. The rest are trying to add. The rest are trying to, like... Make a push and get better. You don't think the Lakers are going, how can we tinker with our our team? The Nuggets going, all right, do we have enough? We're missing Bruce Brown from last year's team. How do we get better? OKC going, do we just kind of see how this plays out? Mm-hmm. Or do we take a swing at a Markinen? Do we take a swing at OG or, or Siakam and really make a push here? Minnesota, you know, there's just so many questions. There's a sure. lot of questions, but yeah. it, but it's, it's apparent that like, if the Kings want to keep trending in the right direction, they can, they can stay. I, here's the other thing. I'm a patient enough person. It's okay. Excuse me. <coughs> that if you have a winning season, yeah. I'm okay. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. If that was your standard every year, I'd be like, okay, we got to have, higher standards, make some changes, whatever. If for some reason this year, there was a lot of things that ended up staying put, but they made the playoffs, didn't even get past the first round, I wouldn't sit here and be like, disappointing season. I'd be like, okay, that was your year of being flat. You yeah. don't you don't get to be flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because they took a huge leap, made the effing playoffs after 16 years of not made. And I know these standards are probably low to so many sports fans out there, but I'm just a very I'm a very patient sports fan because I just think sometimes we are very irrational about human beings and how they develop together yeah. and as individuals. Yeah, I mean you it you may not be able to make all the moves you want right away, but yeah, I think... And other teams I, might not want to make the moves with you. I would be highly disappointed, though, if they didn't make a move. Because okay. I, you said I, that I last year, though. Yeah, but I, I think I understood the rationale a little more okay. last year. All right, and you still... 
it felt uncomfortable like you weren't sure they could make the playoffs. I believe this team, this current team, I think they're good enough to make the playoffs in the West. You know? Same. But I don't know. You know, but then you're in the dangerous territory, as we just mentioned, with all these teams being better. You want to be in a situation where you're in the play-in and you got to win a, one game? Mm-mm, like, mm-mm. that shit's scary. You you want to be in the top six. Yep. And how you do that is you know what the weaknesses are. And it's like, all right, how do we tweak it to get better? It doesn't mean like this next move has to be, oh, this has to be the move that elevates you to championship contention. No, the move just needs to improve you. Does it put you in a better position to win a series? Like you don't have, this whole like notion that it's like, you just because Mike Brown said, oh, we're, we want to contend for a championship. Okay, cool. Like every team should have that mindset. I mean, realistically going into the season, I didn't look at this team and go, championship contender even with yeah. the thought that Herder would play well and sure. that Sasha would be more impactful I mean Sasha didn't even play tonight like he's not even in the rotation so I don't know I, I I'm with you I have a little more patience with like all right like what what are some tinkers that you can keep getting better and then go out there and make the big swing to take that step because teams are coming OKC I'm sorry they're only going to get better Chet's a stud now. Mm-hmm. SGA mm. was all NBA first team last year. He's really good again this year. Jalen Williams is awesome. Also, side note, makes it even more impressive to me that the Kings beat OKC twice this year. Yeah. And Chet has not looked good against OK against the Kings, which yeah. is strange. But the Kings are Chet stoppers, let me tell you. Yeah. And Jalen Williams hasn't really killed the Kings. There you go. Uh-huh. Oh, look at that. Uh-huh. Also, shout out to Wallace, who is listening from Brazil, and it's almost oh, 4 a.m. Brazil. There. Shout out, Wallace in Brazil. I just said that. I was emphasizing <laughs> I know, it. I, know. I do want to uh, promote this before we uh, look ahead to the Kings Grizzlies. Um, we are going to be here New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I know. You're like, wait, don't you have anything better to do? Well, no. One, we are live after every... Kings game two, it's we got Carlin here. His legs aren't working. All right, we're hanging out. We'll be live here on New Year's Eve. So if you don't have plans New Year's Eve, we're going to be live after Kings Grizzlies hanging out. We're going to be talking about the game and we'll hang out for a little longer. We're probably not going to ring in midnight. I don't think that's the plan. It's an early we'll, game. We'll be here to hang out and sip some champagne. Yeah. So if you reflect need, a bit, yeah, we'll reflect a little bit on 2023. What a year and the game, obviously, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, but if also, if you're alone and you need anything, yes, we'll be here. So shout out to Tokyo, by the way, shout out, shout out Tokyo. Someone's watching here. Love it. Uh, someone's asking what is the drunkest you guys have been on a stream before? I don't think I've ever been drunk on a stream. I've been buzzed. Was that in New Year's that we yeah, were I buzzed? Yeah, I think we've definitely New Year's Eve. Go back and watch New Year's Eve. You probably hear us buzzed for sure. Definitely not drunk, no, but no. buzzed. Definitely on vitamins before. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to you tell the difference. No, no, no. no. Um, okay, Morgan Reagan. Mm-hmm. Kings and Grizzlies coming up. It's interesting. Memphis was in L.A. tonight, as we mentioned. They lost to the Clippers 117-106. to John Morant is back. 19 points, 10, re- uh, 10 assists, 6 rebounds in the loss. 7 of 19 shooting. He was 0 of 7 from 3. But, you know, he's still kind of battling the bug a little bit, right? Um, He's been really good since coming back. Like, Mm -hmm. sensational. So, I mean, he had that game winner in his first game back. And Memphis, who is 10-21 and right now, I'm sorry, I don't view them as a 10-21 and team with John Morant back. And now Marcus Smart is now back. He had 22 points tonight. Yeah, don't 
fall for their record. That's not truly their who they are. Yep. So um, it's going to be a tough game on New Year's Eve. It's going to be tough. On the road, last game of the road trip, New Year's Eve, all those things factoring in. Um, it's not like they have anywhere to run in Memphis, so that's good. They're not. It's not like, oh, we got to go to Magic City or some shit. So um, no Miami flu, like got to get out and party. It's, it's Memphis. I was feeling bad for the Kings a little bit because that game tips off 7 p.m. in Memphis. That means they're probably getting on the plane at 11. They're going to be on the plane for New Year's. Well, if the they want to fly into Sacramento with a beam in the sky, they better freaking get the win. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a Grizzlies team that's been through it all this year, right? Obviously, with John Morant missing the first 25 games, Stephen Adams out for the season, Brandon Clark still out. Uh, they signed Bismack Biombo, who's been starting for them. He he only played eight minutes tonight. Hmm. Did he get hurt? I don't know. I didn't see the game. Box score watching. But uh, they lose, and Kawhi Leonard did not play tonight uh, in that game, one seventeen to one hundred six. But Kings and Grizzlies. I'm excited to see Fox go head to head with John Morant. You know, for whatever reason, over the years that's been like a thing. Like, who's better, John Morant or Jaren Fox? Ja is so explosive, and seeing him back on the floor, you're just like, dude. You forget like how talented of a player he is. Some of the moves he is making out there, I'm like, I don't know how your body spins that way. And did you just switch hands? His ability to finish at the rim, to get in yeah. to the rim, uh, yeah. it's. I mean, and that's why you're seeing this team as a whole different team when he's on the floor. Even though they lost tonight with him on the floor for the first first time since yeah. he's been back. Um, I mean, it's the NBA. You're going to lose some games. But John Morant truly is a tremendous player, and um, they've missed him. How how big of a concern for you tonight was the rebounding thing? that I feel like we didn't even talk about the total of this. Just real fast, 51-38. And I thought about it because I was thinking Deuce about this. Deuce wants to keep Sorry. reflecting. Right. <laughs> Deuce is like, wait, wait. Can we go back to the assist, though? What about Harry? Did we touch on Harrison Barnes enough? Yes, we did. But the Kings got out-rebounded tonight 51-38. to I also want to acknowledge they had 35 assists, 12 turnovers. The rebounding tonight was bad. It was bad. What's going on with that? I don't know. The Hawks were just... They were relentless. Showing a little bit more effort. And it's like, rebounding's effort. Rebounding's crashing the board, like running in there, putting a body on somebody. It's it's details. Like I always say, I just, I feel like anyone can rebound the basketball with a little bit of strength and um, a little bit of focus, you know? The Hawks were just awesome with it tonight. Uh, Yeah. How about my guy that I pumped up to you? Jalen Johnson. Yep. Jalen Johnson had 16 points, 15 rebounds. He had four assists. He did have four turnovers. He didn't shoot it super efficiently, but you see the potential in his game. That dunk he had when Trey Young found him. Oh, my God. In transition. Yeah. And just him defensively, his length, all those things. That's I think if you're a Hawks fan, you're obviously not feeling good right now Mm -hmm. because this team, with all the talent they have, they're 12 and 19. You're going. Just lost four straight. You gave up so much to get Murray. You started the season nine and nine. You've lost what ten of thirteen or something like that now. Just a mess. Um Yeah, I'm I'm looking at you know, they, they traded so much to get DeJounte Murray. Now he's in trade talks, it seems like. Trey Young, we know what he's capable of. Bogey's been playing like a six man of the year, but it's kind of a mixed bag. I think Jalen Johnson is one of the pieces you look at if you're a Hawks fan going. All right, I'm excited about him in the future because of what he can do defensively. He had one on that Keegan Murray drive where he helped. Yeah. 
and what that ended up being a jump ball. That was a fantastic play. He's just so good uh, at staying vertical, using his size to contest. He's mm-hmm. physical. I like his game. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about him a lot, and I, I think we already know what he's going to add to them in the future and everything. So for the Kings, it's got to make sure to box him out. Sorry, Morgan. It's okay. Morgan's mad because it went back to the He, box. like, went back to it, and I'm like, bro. Because I don't like cute. missing things. No, no, no. This, I don't- is, this is the funny thing about Deuce. Deuce would literally be like, Morgan, I'm having so much podcasting. Let's podcast for seven hours, which I think is adorable, but I also really love, like, just, like, having, like, closing strong. And Deuce is like, wait, can we stay? We, wait. We don't have a game tomorrow. We have a Stockton Kings game tomorrow. We do have a game tomorrow. We don't have a game tomorrow. Can we just stay on for a couple more hours? No, I'm wrapping up. I was just mentioning a couple of things I did not want to miss. That's, That's fine. all. Okay. That's fine. No. Hey, do you want to sing your song again? No, I don't. I don't. Welcome to Sacramento where the Kings play. And they win their games like every day. <laughs> yeah, why Big not? dunks. Hit threes. The Kings are rolling. That's what it was. The Kings are rolling. And the party doesn't stop till yeah. Arco star- stops Roaring. That's what it was. I remembered it. <laughs> Welcome to Sacramento where the Kings play and they win their games like every day. Big dunks, hit threes. What was the part? Oh my God. Who the Kings the- are rolling and the party don't stop till Arco stops roaring. Yes. It's coming back. It's coming back to me now. He's like a kid that just like, wait, but we have seven more things we can do. Can we keep playing? Can we keep going? <laughs> just wait till New Year's Eve. Oh, my oh God. My God. Oh. I, I, yeah. We'll, we'll the brain see. is amazing. It's the bra- I wrote that when I was 13. Little oh. What can take a minute with your kids play? You know? Is that what you sound like? Hell yeah. Okay. What's your f- 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 fantasy? Um, Ew, and I hope you didn't know that song at 13. A hundred percent I did. That is so gross and creepy. Georgia Dome at a 50-yard line with a dirty bird kick at three. Okay, cool, you wrapped it. <laughs> like, knowing the, the lyrics, that song at 13? Yeah, it was on the radio a lot back then. What's your fantasy? That is so... I love that what song. What a bad kid. Bad kid. Bad kid. The people pod for that one. How did Thank you not you. end up in jail or something? You're disgusting. Uh, oh, am I tone deaf? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have that skill. Look, I've got pipes. I've got the ability to entertain. I'm funny. I'm sexy. I'm good looking. I know basketball. And I carry this podcast every night. Sorry that I can't perform songs at a high level. But guess what? I can write them. Really? Anyway, Come on. Oh, let's get to some I final know. thoughts. Oh. <laughs> hey, no, this is uh, this is a new thing we do on the podcast. Final thoughts. It could be about anything. It could be about life. It could be about the game. It could be about the NBA. It could be about anything. The FA campaign. You already did that. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to it see your reaction. Oh my god! It, it could be about anything. Big. You already did that. Um. Oh my God, I have a cramp in my side. (sighs) I think it's important when you reflect back on a game like this. (laughs) 
Is that we, the chat was saying we could hear Coach Nick? I couldn't hear him, and now he's here. Someone was just asking, "Where's Nick?" He is here during Morgan's final thoughts. <laughs> Nick, you're this back. Is, this is my final thought. So whatever oh, you're about to say is Nick my final is back. Thought. Nick, 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 Nick. The chat is Channing's name. Hi, Nick. What are you doing? Why not we tonight? Why not? Why not? Did you just wake back up? <laughs> Yeah, hey, I wanted to say, you know, I got a new phone, iPhone 11. It's way better than the iPhone 8 Plus. It was not charging, so I had to get a new phone. So the phone is better. Well, well I'm glad you upgraded to the iPhone 11. And, it, and you are crystal, yeah, hey, crystal clear. Or, what yeah, iPhone? At, at, New Year's, New Year, at New Year's Eve is coming up, and mm. I'm looking forward to New Year's Eve. and. I'm looking forward to the, to the Kings to win every game. So I like to win every game every night. Yes. yes. Wow. In and 2024. Quick follow up, Nick. Uh, are you naked? Why not? Oh. Why not like to be every day of the game? Why not? Okay. Yeah. Why not? And also, are you naked, Nick, right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what he is right now? He is happy, Nick. Yeah, he is. He's like good old Saint Nick. Did you have a good Christmas, hey, Nick? Hey, the Kings. The Kings are going to light the beam because I'll be at the King. I got the January January Kings pass, and Ooh. I will be there. Oh, well, we won't miss you. Uh, Nick, were you talking while we were talking for three minutes? People in the chat were mentioning I, that. I think so. <laughs> over your over yeah, your Yeah, I mean, what, what's bad about it is it's just yeah, like the you, audio yeah, of it's going to be so bad. Yeah, you heard me. No, I did not actually hear you because we had you down. They could hear you, but we can't. So remember the rules, Nick. <laughs> Just you don't talk um, while we're talking, okay? We go to you. Okay. Um, and Nick, real fast, your hair's grown. It's it's getting long. But um, what what did you do for Christmas? Did you get anything cool? I got some kings. I got a. I do have a. I do want to say that I do have a king's hat. And I do have a, I have a king's hat that says "Why not?" It, it has a "Why not?" hat on it. Whoa! whoa wait, what? wait, what? It. It got a king's hat <laughs> and that says "Why not?" hat. Let me see it. Where, yeah. where is it? Oh jeez! Oh jeez! Oh, Keep the camera up, Nick. We only see that little one. Take take your time, Nick. Yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. It's right here. It's right here. I got it. Okay, okay. let's see it. it. Well, uh, well can, can we see the front? <laughs> Where does it say "Why not"? Okay. Whoa! It says "Why not" on the side. Wait, how, who got that for you? My dad did. That is so that cool. That is so That's cool. That's amazing, Nick. We said why not on the broadcast the other night for you. Yeah. Hey, why not wear the hat? Yeah, why, why not wear the new hat? Why not wear the new hat at the Kings game? Yeah. <laughs> why not wear the why do why not wear the hat? I agree, why Nick. Not? All right, Nick. One last thing. I need your message to the team after this win tonight. What's your message? 
Well, the Kings are going to invite fire the laser. Let's get this win. And let's just hope that we can. Let's just let's just win this game. Let's win all the games. I love Keep it. Playing to playing. Why not wear that hat in? Why not wear the hat? Why not go to? Why not go to the Kings yes. game in January? Why? Well, Copy. We, we missed you, man. We missed you, and we hope you're doing well. Why not have? Why not have me a pizza? I already did. Now sleep beams. Why didn't you give me a pizza over hey, there? Hey, hey, hey! You, you, you cut that out. Sleep beams, Nick. <laughs> Babes. There's Nick. And for the audio people who are listening to this, if you heard Nick at some point, we couldn't hear him, but uh, everyone else could. God. That's a great way to end it. Good to hear from Nick. It's been a while for, since we heard his voice. Love that guy. He's the best. Coach Nick. Uh, we love you guys so much. We'll be back live again New Year's Eve for Kings Grizzlies. We'll reflect on that game and look back at 2023. What a year it was for the Kings. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.